I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Now it's the young K-R-I-T making hoes like niggas with perms and gold teeth. Candy paint catted doors how I feel. Gator toe fetish with diamonds against the wheel like a pimp. Never slack, never fold, shake them up. Break them and slam them like dominoes on the floor. By my notes, player made. Replenishing these bitches like Pippin, like Gatorade. Taylor made, super tight, Mr. B. Look for a diva, the wide receiver, the D. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house on, uh, we'll see, uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that means it's uh, feedback time. Yes, beginning of our week. Uh, yeah, so for all the people out there that left feedback, today is your day. Um Hopefully everybody enjoyed the little uh, outcast trip down memory lane, because um, uh, we did. You know, I've been up since uh, three something this morning. Yeah, probably before that. Yeah, uh, like outcast before the Coachella, man. And I was all about that shit. So um, we're not operating on the most sleep right now, <laughs> but cast gonna get us through. Yes, right? they are. Praise God. Um, so yeah, it's the Blackout Tales podcast. Find us at the blackouttips.com uh on itunes stitcher podomatic to search the blackout tips our show will come up we appreciate everybody that does that um leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we read each one of those on the show regardless of content even if you don't like the show um you can also do stuff like go to the blackouttips.com and vote in the polls uh leave us comments there um become a premium subscriber uh every single person that does that uh, you have our infinite gratitude and our thanks because honestly, that's what subsidizes, uh, you know, our income basically. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't do that, we don't have no show. Mm-mm. Um, so thanks to everybody that does that. People are always routinely amazed and surprised that we've been able to gather, especially an audience of black people that comes up, um, that are willing to, yeah, they um, like, niggas pay. give y'all money. Yeah. It was like they pay for entertainment. It's like, yeah, yeah man, people thank- pay- thankfully. And the thing about it is that what I've learned over time is that even in an age where a lot of things are free, people are willing to pay if it's valuable to them and right. if it's of good quality. And other people have been doing it for many, many years. I don't know why, for some reason, black folks think that they can't go and make money, too. Because yeah. black folks make money. All black folks ain't broken poor. Right. So it's cool that people are actually um reaching out for us man uh going in their pocketbooks for us and all that shit because you know there's a lot of people that uh definitely you know have dreams and shit this is mine this is karen's um so the fact that we're able to get this accomplished through you guys uh uh, means the world to us. Yeah, yeah, and also for a lot of people, it's a sowing of a seed per se. Almost, they was like, "Look, if I help y'all with y'all, I know I can go and reach my goals too." Because we're always encouraging people, you know, to live their goals and do their dreams and things like that. And and that matters. And I just want to tell, like Roger said, thank you to everybody, even if you're not black, regardless of the color of your skin. Just thank you because it means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. People routinely be like, "Well, that's a mostly black audience." You guys, oh, have. not not of only. Name. Yeah. yeah, not only black people help us, but, you know, all kinds of people sign up for the show yes, and for do. the premium stuff, but it's just, people are like, but that show's so black. You know? That show extra black. They say nigga. Yeah, y'all show is so black. It's like, man, look. We part of American culture too now. Yeah, um, so first things first, man, we got this a couple of weeks ago, um, and, uh, been meaning to read it on the show, but, uh, just, you know, to get ta- caught up doing stuff. Um, but our girl, um, Rad Film Lawyer, 
she sent us some delicious uh toffee i believe that was yes that was um that is gone now yeah of course it, that did not last yeah long. i forgot the name of the place but it, it's um i'll find the name of the place but it's a place up in chicago and uh a few not too long ago me and her did an episode of lip smacking good and um she sent it to me and honey that was delicious yeah, we definitely ate it all. Yeah, not, I don't think we, uh, 24 hours. Shit, froze some of it. Yeah. Froze some of it. Ate the frozen stuff. Oh, it was good frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, dear Ron and Karen, I got inspired during my conversation with Karen on Lip Smacking Good yesterday. I wanted to send you both a sample of one of my favorite culinary delights of Chicago, Terry's Toffee. I really hope you think it is delicious, as I do. We mm-hmm. do. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you both over the last year. Looking forward to lots of laughs in the future. Best, Olivia and Gio. Thank you. We appreciate it. That was delicious. And um, yes, it was. And uh, I never been to Chicago, but I got a piece of it. And if any, and if anything else tastes like that toffee, I got to make a trip. Mm-hmm. So it was delicious. It was great. Yes, um, it was. It did not last long. It was everything I dreamt it would be yeah. in Samoa, all the way down south. Thank so, you. I, I don't know if you're some type of uh, toffee dealer, and the first hit is free, but I definitely, <laughs> yes, definitely need to hit them up again. Yeah, uh, let them know what's up. So, uh, thank you so much, man. Seriously, um, we had people that donated to the show, which you can also do from the blackoutist.com. Just look in the right hand column and. You'll see all the donation options and stuff like that. Um, let's give those people shout outs. Uh, Brianna hit us with a one time donation. Um, and, uh, we appreciate it. You know, um, by the way, you can leave messages with one time donations, I believe, not recurring donations. So if you want to feel free, but thank you so much, Brianna. Yes. Robert L hit us with a recurring donation. Thank you. Tabitha M recurring donation and Michael F. Recurring donation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel L. Recurring donation. Thank you so much. Uh, those are all the people for this week. Uh, thanks, man. Thank like, you, really, everybody. We appreciate it, man. Seriously. We do. Uh, we also have reviews. We have some five-star reviews. Um, let me read those in iTunes. Uh, if you're from another country. country. And that does include Canada and Mexico. Please let us know. Yeah, because we're missing some reviews. If you wrote one, you wish you had it read on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what country to go to and we'll switch over to that guy. And, yeah, Cause if not, um, we have no it. idea y'all. I know we have listeners literally all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people that are like, Hey, I started listening to you when I was in Japan or whatever. And it's like, yo, that, that's really dope. We, if you left us a review over there, we'd love to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, the bridge 79 says TBGWT nation, five stars. Hey guys, I've been listening for years now and I couldn't remember if I've given you a five star review yet. I've only been a listener for four years. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> Better late than never. Anywho, for those of who, you who don't listen to this podcast, I've been listening for four years. It has to be great. I'm so proud of you guys. Cue up the good word. Thank you, The Bridge. Thank you. Anytime is the right time for you to leave a five star review if you listened yesterday or if you listened since the very first show. Mm-hmm. Your show is the best by Black Satire 76. I love the show, Rod. You have to be the hardest working man in podcast, hardest working black man in podcasting. Uh, much love to the country cousin Karen for being a supportive wife and co-host. Uh, yeah. And she's also a very hard working woman. Uh, cause she, uh, holds down that full time job too. Can't forget about that shit. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is that, uh, Google, uh, calendar failed me cause I, you know, I, 
uh, when people I schedule things with people, I try my best to put it in Google Calendar and um, add them to the email. And sometimes I don't, but I do it for like both of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where man, that reminder don't pop up. I'll be off doing something else. But like, oh shit, I'm supposed I'm we supposed to be recording. But I, I, yeah, I'm I, normally, I do make it. I'm normally the person that uh, schedules everything, and then um, I put the reminders in. And uh, I was actually the person that reminded you you need to record with Mac and D um, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday. I was like, "Don't you have an appointment?" Like, because uh, I, you know, I got the alert the day before. But yeah, Karen was at work doing overtime, so like, I was can't, cannot, you know, definitely can't uh, forget about all the hard work that that it takes from Karen to, to get this stuff done. Because without her, definitely wouldn't be able to do this show. Or many of the spinoff shows and all that stuff. Yeah, and also I wanted to tell you, and, and people think I'm joking, but man, I got the best secretary in the whole wide world. My husband is like, he really, I don't think people really realize how organized he keeps me. Um, because like I said, I do so many other things, and I'm off like in a hundred different directions. So I just want to tell you thank you, and I'm going to send you some flowers on Secretary Day. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had <laughs> five-star reviews on Stitcher. B. Smith says, five stars, a new favorite. Rod and Karen always make my day. I started listening earlier this year, and I'm hooked. I love their take on current events, pop culture news about idiots with swords, and I'm not ashamed to say that I laugh like a hyena every time we play Guess the Race. Man, is that chat room Man, is that chat room racist. Great show. Cue up the, uh, the funny. By the way, if I'm reading some of these twice, it's because Stitcher um, posts the uh, reviews later than uh itunes so yeah. sometimes it'll say well it's been nine days but really it's been two. it's been three <laughs> yeah so um yeah nine days ago is when you submitted it but it, it didn't post nine days ago uh h town will says five stars tbgwt nation stand up one of my favorite and go-to podcasts if you are not listening you're missing lots of great insight and humor thanks h town thank you oh four soldier says five stars great show anxiously awaiting for off-season reviews of walking dead season four look at the flowers oh yeah for that's sure coming coming soon mm-hmm. also is there a chance we might get off-season review of attack on titan it's such a great show i would like to hear further discussion you know yeah. i've thought about that it may have been too long since i watched it to be quite honest because i don't know if i could go episode by episode but i'm thinking about changing the format of off-season reviews anyway when we, we maybe talk about it as a composite, like overall, instead of going episode by episode through okay. it. Uh, okay, you think the composite would be easier? Yeah, and okay. then, you know, we won't get bogged down in the minutiae telling people shit they already know. Like, you know, you know what happened. So you brought, if you're listening, you probably just want to hear yeah. more of our thoughts okay. on what happened okay. and stuff like that. Yes, yes. And I, and I, and I, like I said, I would like to do one on Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. I may need to rewatch it or mm-hmm. go through like an episode guide or wiki or something just yes. to kind of get refresh myself. Cause it's been a while and a ton of shit happened. Like yes, that show did. by the end is not that show at all at the beginning. Nope. <laughs> like by the end, you're like, God damn, so much shit happened, you know? Yes. But, uh, yeah, I, I would consider doing that, man. Sword Art Online, Sword Art Online, oh, and I stuff need to like see that. that one, yes. Um, doubling up on the five star reviews from X Noble X, five stars. Not much to say except that I love this show. I've been listening for a few years now. Ride and Karen keep me laughing. Is it sad to admit that they are also my main source of news and current events? I wouldn't say sad, perhaps. I mean, it's not 
it's probably not good <laughs> but it's definitely we, not sad yeah you know? we, we try to keep people informed on on, yeah. on things that happen but well you know i won't even say yeah. that i'm not, not to, gonna lie to not, you not the top of the line news but yeah. you know there's so much shit we don't be cover. breaking with us okay. it's the amount of shit that i see and just go no ain't that the truth you, you like it's really we're not good like you probably we're you, not journalists yeah you caught up on some news that is like ratchet or out of the you know out yeah. of the mainstream but like if it was a school shooting there's a good chance we ain't even talk about it mm-hmm. you know um i love this show b helium uh five stars rod and karen let you into their world and when they are passionate about it it shows the games and the guesses and the facts that there are rules only five star reviews get read no matter what is written i also love how they support other shows i love how rod will call in on twitter prime and kind of miss his i can't and i kind of miss his comments love this show thanks b helium um yeah they don't really open up the phone lines like they used to yeah so you know i don't want to call in and interrupt anybody's show because i feel like what they're doing as someone who does a show what they're doing is already complex as shit from Mm -hmm. coast to coast um and uh you know that's that's my crew man they're blowing up um they got you know big gas coming in now and they're full-fledged studio yeah yeah and then sometimes you know you have to pick and choose your battles over there because like I want to just kind of be silly most of the time or have a funny take on something. And, uh, I definitely don't want to interrupt or disrupt or start, you know, uh, a, a debate about something just, just because. So, um, you know, it depends. And then also, you know, their schedule is crazy. I don't, honestly, I don't always know when, when they're they, doing the show. So either. sometimes you tune in and it's not a show. Sometimes you, you tune, tune in, in and, and the show's done or the show, you know, I miss some of the show because yeah. I'm more busy than I was yeah. at this time. So, uh, yeah, it's schedules are crazy, man, but you know, I always respect and look up to them and, uh, and show them love and support. Yeah, yeah. Like that. They're definitely, uh, people that I, I, I see as peers and, um, you know, people that people that uh do a great job mm-hmm. courtney nine says five stars a perfect example of new media are you looking for unpretentious commentary on everything from social media fuse to the nuances of blackness to the dangers of sword use then this, ah! <laughs> then this podcast is for you Ryder karen are consistent professional without being too uptight and most importantly intelligently hilarious mm, i like that that's a first. <laughs> All my tanks are intelligently hilarious. That's intelligently good. Intelligently hilarious. I mm. like that. Put that shit on a movie poster. Yes. Uh, you can't listen to this podcast and not like it. And if you just won't even give it a try, then I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion, peace and chicken grease. Well, thank you so much, Courtney nine. Uh, we appreciate that. Intelligently hilarious. Yes, I don't remember do. that. Um, we had comments on the website, the com. You can go there. Leave comments, vote in the polls. We have, you can even leave comments on your votes in the polls. That's how complex it can get, guys. Um, first episode was 676, allies versus friends. We had a big discussion about, you know, uh, allyship and versus friendship. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you could kind of be both. I don't want to be both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of think the whole ally game is a losing bet. And, yes, uh, it is. it's not, uh, I don't always see a mutual, like there's a respect there, but I think my relationships with people I like for them to be a little more intimate than just being uh quote unquote on your side. Yes, and I like for them to be organic and I yeah. like to be able to tell you you wrong and, and I don't yeah. agree with you and it not be a big ass blowout. Yeah, I would love for us to be able to have a conversation mm-hmm. um that and and I don't mean have a conversation the way like 
we should have a conversation but what i really mean is you shut the fuck up and listen to me i i, I really would like for us to be able to have a conversation where yes. two people can have different views mm-hmm. and one person isn't scared to express it because well i'm a white person so i shouldn't be able to talk to you about this or i'm a man i shouldn't be able to talk to you or i'm from the u.s i shouldn't be able to talk i would actually like to see two people just go well fuck that let's just talk and maybe we can get to somewhere uh some understanding or maybe we can't yeah but at the end of the day it doesn't mean i want to you know toss you aside or write a think piece or, or disre- fucking or disregard you yeah dis- or disrespect you or whatever you know there's a lot you can learn from a lot of different people yeah and it's also one of those things too is that when you have a conversation it's a two-way street and a lot of times like you say when people have a conversation it's a one-way street and to me that's not a conversation and to yeah. me that's not i, I don't consider that a real true friendship well it's something like uh andy klein i've heard him say on his uh on three guys on it kind of really articulates the way i see it a lot of times is sometimes people say let's have a conversation let's have the discussion but what they really mean is i want to tell you you can't do something but i'm gonna make it seem like it's your idea you know what i mean it's like well here's why you can't make this type of joke as a stand-up comedian it's like while obviously this i made the joke so i don't agree with you and it's like well we should just have a discussion about it and it's like no you don't really want a discussion you want me to stop doing the joke period yeah that's not gonna happen the only thing that'll make you happy that's right um what would you rather have friends or allies uh as we examine kind of on the show the poll 82 percent of people said friends and 18 percent said allies and i think it just depends on what kind of person you are Mm -hmm. you know me personally i like friends more um uh, but i this also means i have a lot less relationships than the average person yes i think other people kind of like acquaintances allies whatever mm-hmm. where they kind of know each other on the surface level they understand each other um on, on, the, on that on that front but yes. when it comes to like actually their personal lives and mm-hmm. um how they view the world yeah, yeah. And, and having an argument but still respecting each other and keeping you know keeping friends like i think that's different with allies it's like well you're no longer my ally you can go yep um tweet harassment was episode 677 where we had the ladies on from whiskey wine and moonshine and talked about a bunch of stuff then went into tippy and street harassment and uh lord jamar's homophobia so it was a bunch of stuff um we got some comments chuck spear says that's for the brand nubians I went to see a reunion show in New York at BB King's. They were sloppy as hell, man. They couldn't remember the lyrics to half the songs. So I guess I missed out on some good old fashioned pro black homophobia. <laughs> maybe now, maybe, wouldn't it be funny? Is it 2014? They're, they're purposely forgetting the homophobic lyrics because the times have changed. Yep. And so now they're afraid to get in trouble with that. So now they pretend like they don't know the lyrics and shit. You know, the other day and I was walking, saw such two, 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 uh, mm, uh, and they was talking about the brand new being rain had fallen. Instead of just making new songs. Yeah. Like, and I don't yeah, play I, that gay, uh, gay, I don't remember those words anyway. <laughs> that shit is dead. <laughs> why the, why the fuck does Sadat X talk like that? I have no idea. I'm black prodigy since the age twenty. Like nigga, that's not a prodigy. Twenty is old. Prodigy be like black six. prodigy since the age of six, right? Since I was born. Black prodigy I came out my mama's womb rapping. Like prodigy since the age of twenty. Nigga, that's a late bloomer. You should go to college. Uh, I'm so glad I got in free. Also, since 
you were going in on dead prayers a while back in case you didn't know lord jamar was on those dudes getting signed well makes sense um i don't remember them being homophobic or not though me either i had to go back and revisit some of those songs i wouldn't be shocked though because they was on some definite black revolutionary five percent of shit yes brand new has been a homophobic has been on homophobic crap for a long time says b smith here's them in a trial called quest and the infamous unreleased song called georgie porgy um and this account has been terminated due to multiple third-party violations of copyright infringement uh-huh. so uh apparently uh this video is a uh a, a super secret um i don't even know i've heard a song called georgie Poison, but i don't um i think mc light did it yeah um yeah i've heard that one i don't i don't, I don't see a see it on spotify i'm no, but I said spotify be having everything yeah spotify acting stupid right now though um nothing's populating so i don't know because is spotify working it is working yeah nothing uh i'm sorry i would uh george eka mouse uh tracks um yeah yeah um it's definitely not on spotify so if it's unreleased that must be part of the uh that must be part of the problem i guess mm-hmm. i don't know yeah uh that's Maybe. georgie porgy's song, songs for children Oh, I don't think but, you meant uh, that. I'm pretty Georgia sure that's Georgia. not it. Anyway, man, if you ever find a link to it, I guess we'll uh, yeah, try to that, check that it was, out. We scared the kids. Yeah, uh, I was see. in preschool and the kid came around. I smacked the smacked the books out his hand. Say, nigga, don't read. <laughs> like, I mean, what kind of George Porch are we talking about here? One day I seen a kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see it, man. Said one, two, three. I don't even see it on like when I went and searched on. Uh, yeah, I even went and searched on just the internet and, uh, yeah, dog. I don't see it, cuz. Sorry. Oh, All they, right. Well, they must have scrubbed that shit offline. Yep. Um, next, uh, it must be homophobia. Now nah, I want to hear it. It must be fucked up. Yeah, they was like, we got to scrub that from everywhere. It must just be a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. They just went and assaulted. They weren't even rapping and singing. They just beat somebody right. up on the video. One day I walked down the street. I saw these two dudes kissing. So I balled up my fist then. Uh, um, all right. Um, we got, uh, the pole for episode. <laughs> he was wearing a skirt. Challenge my manhood. All right. Episode 677. Should men stop saying hi to women in public? Cause uh, I had this long story about, um, you know, the lady next door. And, um, ironically, this led to the next episode, tweet harassment. But, um, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So should men stop saying hi to women in public? Yes, it can lead to some misunderstanding. No, it's common politeness. 74% of people say no, it's common politeness. Why am I fucking that word? It's common politeness, says 74% of people. And 26 say, yeah, don't do it. It can lead to misunderstandings. Um, Justin says no. So don't stop saying hi. It's, just be, be polite. And anime says guys just got to start using context clues before speaking to women. By the way, I love this response because it's so subjective. Yes, it is. And to I'm both trying parties. To, yeah, I'm trying to come up with a rule for all situations because I've seen women talk about they've done things just to appease the person that they feel that they feel intimidated by. So there's really no way to know. You know what I'm saying? Like you might walk away going, I read the contacts clues and it was cool. 
and they're going well when you see a person that's going to street harass you you know i don't break eye contact or i'll just smile and nod my head or i'll do this and i'm thinking like oh that was a good interaction i said hey to her and then she's on huffington post talking about you know street harassment and the time that she almost got beat up you know like yeah you never and, know and and the thing is it's one of those things where like I said, i've been on that side and it's one of those things was sometimes um i've been in situations where i haven't said anything to a dude because i always smile and that could be good and bad and so when you smile for a lot of these dudes that just throw shit at the wild hoping anybody will respond they feel like if they get a smile, all of a sudden, that's their end. And it's one of those things where I smiled, and then I had to deal with, hey, baby, how you doing? So then my smile turned into an ugly-ass frown, like, motherfucker, I was just trying to go away. I didn't want to have a full-fledged, holler-at-me conversation with you, just going about your business. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, guys just got to start using context clues before speaking to women or just people in general. If she has headphones in her ears, is reading a book, is walking alone at night, and walks past you and actively avoids making or keeping eye contact, chances are she don't want to talk. This, of course, doesn't apply to guys who see street harassment as part of the art of holleration. For them, this is all just a game. They couldn't give a pound of horse hockey what a woman is doing without, with like, like with that ass hat riding in college. Yeah, James Smiley. That is one thing I wish people could understand, but I don't think they ever are is that that dude is not reading anybody's tweets. No. Oh, oh no, and he don't he don't give a fuck. He don't give a shit. He holler at anything with an ass. Right. I wish like I really wish we could get that understood and I think people would be a lot less uptight about the situation in general. I mean, I don't know that it's I don't want to use the word hopeless, but it's very close to hopeless. Like cuz motherfuckers refuse to learn. And like I said, to the point of I've seen ass women's giving out and then him do it again. Yeah, and there, there are a lot of dudes who like that. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm throwing it out there. And for the 1% to 5% of women that actually pay me attention, that's my goal. And it's like, but what about the other 95% who is irritated? They don't give a fuck about us. They call us bitches and hoes. And mm. I've been called that before because I just was like, I'm not responding to you right. because you are i feel threatened by you and your presence and it's just one of those things where they don't give a fuck and a hundred percent of that comes from straight male privilege yeah and some people are just savage and ignorant yeah you know not in fact no it's not even male privilege though because we all men have male privilege right all men aren't doing that shit and that's what that like 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 that is a person that is so savage and ignorant that they refuse to learn you know what i'm saying like other every other dude finds a way to get over that kind of shit and to realize like okay i'm not here to make you feel uncomfortable even if you're trying to holler at a chick the goal isn't how can i make her uncomfortable the goal is to make her feel you know comforted by your presence so that she might give you the digits or, or go out with you or something like that right some people are just so savage that it's like it's it, whatever it is, it's even beyond male privilege. It's like, like maybe mental illness or something like another level of just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, 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 and when I said that, I'm, I'm saying that from a perspective that you don't give a fuck and you don't have to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like society has designed it where, where, where if men really didn't care, 
they don't have to care about about a female and her feelings like mm-hmm. and that's why i said that male privilege i didn't mean it as like an insult to like just being a male i'm just saying from that particular perspective it's almost like race and racism mm-hmm. it's one of those things where if if you're the person this this uh has uh, been doing the oppression you don't have to care unless you consider and you want to care and that's that's why i'm bringing that perspective from i know what you mean yeah i'm just clearing it up as 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 a dude i i think it's beyond male privilege even. and there's something wrong with like you. i think i think it like because i think male privilege might just be even like motherfuckers that tell women to smile because they think it's gonna help true you know what i mean like hey hey baby just smile you know or whatever like i think that's kind of a you know male privilege no but i think like maybe if there was like male privilege plus or some shit like <laughs> male privilege a plus the vip male privilege program yes. or something like they they gotta they, have that because it's such a level of crazy like they pay for the upgrade yeah because the average dude is not calling a woman a bitch no, in public because she didn't give them a the time of day Mm-mm. you know what i mean even if you thought something mean or nasty about her the odds of that coming out of your fucking mouth is so low for your average dude it's just like these motherfuckers are sick yeah, and, and the sad part about it is that for most women and their experiences, they remember those crazy motherfuckers, not the people that actually use good good decision making. Everybody and, does. And respect That's just them. life. You know, That's you true. talk to dudes about, it's like how every dude, when you bring up this shit, will remember the girl who cussed them out for opening the door for her or something, you know? They're not going to remember that 99% of women appreciate you opening the door for them or, uh, you know, if you did say something like... um Hey, how you doing? Ninety nine percent of women are gonna be cool with it. I I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I remember or read or just even on Twitter and shit, I re- read the the craziest or the most like adverse reactions to uh someone to somebody's like speaking to see these chicks and it it sticks with me where I'm like I just don't want to be an asshole. That's true. That's true. You know, so I won't speak. But it's not based on most women. Most women probably wouldn't give a fuck. Most women aren't from New York. Most women aren't getting street harassed on a daily basis. Most women would understand that we're neighbors. But my thing is, I don't, I would rather be safe than sorry. That's true. And I've even had an incident where uh, a dude was holding the door for me and you know, you smile and tell him thank you. And basically the dude was like, he didn't, wouldn't that. Well, the fucker was nasty, but he was like, I'm holding the door for my wife. And I looked at him like, fucker, I don't want you. I'll tell you thank you because you goddamn holding the door. I didn't see your wife and fucking baby behind me. And it's one of those things where it's like, why did they even, why did the exchange even have to go there? And it's one of those things where he would just won't let me know that, uh, I don't want your pussy. Well, nigga, I didn't want you either. And it's like one of those exchanges to now a lot of times it kind of, affects how i respond to people and open up the door to me because i was like i don't want just to be an awkward nasty interaction for no reason everybody remembers the awkward stuff he wasn't to me he might like in his mind he might have been thinking like i'm i'm not doing anything wrong and i'm not being mean by saying this like this you know maybe he thought you stepped in front of his wife you know like hey you didn't see them there you just jumped in front of them who knows you know and that's true and i'm and I, because I so didn't he had the right to think peace and now you got a right to think peace oh, get yeah. on it I, I am along with the one for chris and kevin <laughs> right i got two um so aired on the side of caution um wait hold on wait unfortunately not professor x 
Um, so we never truly know what is in a person's head. A benign social gesture or genuine attempt at approaching a woman you find attractive always has a chance to rub it the wrong way. Yep. Even if your intentions are good, they can backfire drastically. So erring on the side of caution, completely understandable. But I think if guys took a little more time to take in their surroundings and body language contest clues of the women they pass and recognize that some women just don't want to talk for various reasons, things would be better. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that's great about living down south, a lot of women speak to me first. Yeah, because that, that's kind of way it's designed down here. Yeah. So I've just decided to let that shit happen. Like, you want to speak to me? I have no issue speaking back. But I, if I you do. don't. Um, I, I walk away. I, and I, but I, and for me, my nature and this kind of is a lot of us how you've been taught. You know, my mama has always taught me it's rude not to talk to people. Like, and also it depends on how you grew up. My mama say you don't walk in somebody's presence and just not acknowledge them, and it's rude. And so a lot of times people from up north come down here where everybody don't talk and don't speak and don't make eye contact and you know just don't Stop bother me. me. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. bother me. I don't bother you. You know, let's coexist. A lot of those people, even in my working environment, have the hardest fucking time because everybody's whispering, God, she's rude. Why he's fucking rude? They don't speak to nobody. They don't, you know, chit chat and chatter and shit like that. And it's, it's just a, a, a cultural uh, difference. Yeah. So, um, we also had episode 678, uh, April Fool Aside. And, uh, we discussed tweet harassment. Because I got tweet harassed about me not street harassing somebody. Right after we did the show, too. The damn irony, people. Um, the, 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 the We had Shay comment. She says, as a person who deals with my own social anxiety and phobias, I've struggled with the concept of street harassment. When I first learned about it, I kind of got a relief because it put a name and definition on those uncomfortable moments that I had sometimes when being approached in public. But after all the discussion on blogs, Twitter, and other social media, I'm now feeling that it's gotten completely out of hand. There is no reason for any woman to feel harassed by a man simply saying things like, hi, or how are you today? Um, just coming from a woman. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, too, may be her personal experience. Because mm. what I've realized, it like st- stuff like that don't bother me either. But what I've realized is that every single woman is different. And that goes back to what I was saying before about the cultural thing. How were you raised? Mm. What were your interactions with men in the past? Have you been abused? Have you been raped? Like a lot of that literally plays into how a lot of women interact with people of the uh, opposite sex. Yeah, and plus also, I mean, when you read some of the stuff you read, you can never tell who's like, like someone could be totally off, but their feelings are their feelings. And nobody apparently on the internet is supposed to ever say anybody's feelings are invalid or anybody's wrong. So it's like, what do you do when someone's like, I walked down the street, three dudes say hey to me. And I was like, these dudes need to get out the corner and get a job. Cause this is harassing me and I don't feel safe. Oh. It's like, okay you know i don't know what to tell you yeah there really might be something wrong with you but as far as that person concerned this is them and their feelings right like who's gonna tell you that you're wrong um i totally get that you feel that i totally get that feeling that you may have when you're in public and a man is approaching you or standing near you then when they speak it just kind of heightens that feeling but i'm also cognizant that these feelings are more about anxiety that I have just in general. And there's no reason for me to feel threatened by a man or anyone else saying hello. I think some of these women need to take time to work on their own personal issues and hangups instead of going directly to placing the blame on men as harassers to justify their emotions and insecurities. Now, I agree with that. I do agree. I 100% agree with that statement. 
but also, like I said, a lot of it has to do with that woman's personal um, experiences, like I said, and what she's dealt with and what she's been through. So everybody, uh, a lot of women might be like, hey, some, last time I got robbed, last time I got right. mugged, last time I got beat, last time this happened to me, it started with the hello. So fuck you and your hellos. And so that person is valid in how they feel also. Yeah, I don't put it, I don't put any blame on women for, which is why I don't speak. Yeah. So I don't put any blame on them, but at the same time, that means some people probably do just have social anxieties and issues they probably have to deal with internally. Yes. They don't have anything to do with me, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to make that worse if they do. And some people just legitimately are scared. There's nothing I'm going to ever be able to do about that. And Mm -hmm. that's just life. So whatever. Um, Sherrod said hi to the neighbor. This is different poll than yesterday, which was, uh, should men stop saying hi? But now we're talking about this specific situation because now, because I feel like, you know, this lady was so fucking crazy uh, on Twitter to be upset when I was going into specific detail about what happened. So not just any woman, this specific lady that, you know, is our neighbor, walked out of, you know, walked crazily, like... (laughs) Right down our path, made sure to ignore both of us and made a beeline yeah, for a car. Because we know her, and it's one of those things where even when me and you come out and she's out at the same time, she never, I always acknowledge her. Like, yeah. literally, if we, if I didn't say anything, she probably wouldn't even speak to us. Like, I don't yeah. mean no harm. Like, when we come out, but like, hey, she said, hey, and keep it going. I was like, bitch, you live next door. Come on now. Uh, Sherrod said hi to the neighbor. Yes, I don't see anything wrong with that. 34% of people. No, air on the side of caution, 66% of people. So, I appreciate that, man. Like, mm-hmm. That's kind of, I erred on the side of caution, man. Mudro says, I'm certain you didn't give her the DMX. Hey, yo, bitch. Hello. So I'm certain, <laughs> I'm certain you were fine. I think it's your stature and that Ross on your face that casts a terrible stereotype on you, bro. Fuck him, no. Keep it moving. Yeah, but Roger had this problem prior to that. Yeah. Roger, just his presence and his aura, people just like, uh-oh, black man, big, tall, got to go. All right. This is when I was wearing, like, work clothes and i've had this happen i know slacks in the belt yeah like what the fuck man am i like i got a gun on my waist what's going on (laughs) uh we had episode 679 12 years of sansa where we returned of the return of them thrones Mm -hmm. uh patrice and justin were on um you know the, the the whole crew basically um from uh last year's them thrones uh although someone on twitter told me that that justin ruined them thrones for him them ah, and, and justin uh, was on most of them i told him justin's been on the show for most of them thrones ever since last year even and, and he said i know i just didn't have the courage to tell you to right now <laughs> I, said, I said okay justin I don't got know haters you. justin you ain't made it till you got haters baby yep. that's just for him that's the thing man we get all these where's justin when's justin gonna be back on the show then he's back on the show and everybody goes that's right i hate justin being on the show Yes. He interrupts you 27 times. He's <laughs> always got some type of, uh, uh, angle on the story that is completely indefensible. <laughs> um, and motherfuckers, then I go, okay, well, you know, say Justin's in school or something, Justin gets busy. Um, and then all of a sudden the emails come in. Where's Justin? It's, it's crazy. Yes. And it's just one of those things where as our audience continues to grow, a lot of people are getting introduced to Justin again and again for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where they be like, okay, I know Rod, I know Karen, but who is that other voice? And why am I so annoyed? 
yeah they people hate justin or love him yes he had a love hate relationship with the audience then for a lot of people they was like i love you on balls deep and you know a lot of people who are not premium they don't some people probably that was may have been their first time i've even hearing justin voice because you know justin normally on the premium content yeah. so for them they're like okay uh who are you where did you come from and i don't understand what's going on and i think uh when it comes to justin justin tricks people he was like, i'm gonna talk like i got sense but gotcha I know. They keep falling for it. I don't they know what do. to tell you. I fall for it. They, they do. And, and then they be like, did Justin really mean to smack all bitches and hoes and they mamas and they children? Did he really mean that, Rod? Like, they right. want to have a real conversation with Also, you. Also, for the record, write this down right now. <clears throat> He's on Twitter. At Rhyme Over Reason. Stop asking me shit about Justin. Ask him directly. Go to the source. Tired of getting <laughs> his fucking controversial stances yeah. in my timeline. Like I don't you give said a fuck. It. I didn't say it and I don't agree with it. So can y'all please let him know what y'all think in his timeline is at rhyme over reason. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent serious. Next motherfucker hits me up talking about some Justin, uh, says, I don't care what Justin says. Go talk to Justin about ah. what Justin said. I didn't say it. They, they were like, really, Rod? Really? Right. So it's okay to street harass women and smack them on the ass? Right. Really, Rod? It's like, no, you already know my fucking stance. Justin said that shit. <laughs> or, they, or they hit me up. Well, Justin said, right, at rhyme over reason. <laughs> anyway, and he's always talking about, don't nobody hit me up on Twitter. Hit him up. Um, Craddock, yes, give him some of that love. Craddock is wrote, uh, are you guys doing Dumb Thrones recaps this year with Patrice? Are they still free? um serious- right underneath the post yeah <laughs> that's ironic <laughs> seriously though he's joking seriously though this is a great this was a great and i'm looking forward to the rest of the season hopefully my fellow readers won't be huge assholes about spoilers this year yeah hopefully you won't be but i'm blocking anybody that is i had to block a couple people at the end of last year so it's nothing to a player like me it's funny though because um they uh from my understanding is people that read the books are getting a little bit upset with the show because they're taking a lot of liberties with the storyline so you know maybe they're gonna do walking dead style and change up some of the things um i like it because who um, like i said maybe because i read walking dead i don't want you to tell me and regurgitate these same ex- i already know the fucking story mm-hmm. tell me something different do you think women are having set more sex now than 10 years ago yes or no yes 55 percent of people no 44 45 percent of people very close poll um you know we definitely um we definitely read a, a study during the thing that's basically said that the perception is that women are having more sex, but the, but the actual numbers aren't. Uh, it's about the same as 10 years ago, which makes sense to me because it's only 10 years. I really think you would have to like, if you really want to see a major leap forward in sexual activity, you probably need to go a, a course of probably like 25 to 50 years yeah. to see if people really change because like, I, I remember 10 years ago, it wasn't that fucking different. Two, 2004 was not that different for women or, or sex than 2014. 1984, a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Might no, even been more sex. 1984 was completely, yeah. Right. 1974. Yeah, cause it was like, people are like, hey, uh, all these STDs and all that shit, you know, it was uh, a very different time. Well, and I don't know about the 84, Karen. I don't, not I mean, 84, but. You haven't watched we, enough Miami Vice to really understand what I'm saying here, but there was a lot of, lot of fucking going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot 84. of pre, pre-condom era. A lot of cocaine. 
okay yeah a lot of fuck a condom i can get a yeah. shot i can take a pill yeah so um the poll was i mean the we had comments in the poll uh professor lca says y'all came back like return of jedi kudos to patrice c and justin and the blackout tilt so much laughter so much pithy commentary so much fun i'm like karen i played with hbo's watchathon i kept my tv on to check out backstories in season one and two however no i haven't life i did watch much of season three as that's the one i came to know and love thanks to hashtag them thrones i'm not only i'm not even remotely interested in getting all the books details and backstories nope i'm enjoying the show live tweeting the hashtag the hashtag and the tbgwt recap i'm good yeah we have several people that hit us up and go, I don't even watch the show. I just love them thrones. Yeah. And, a lot, and you know, and for some people, they've actually hit us up and was like, I don't watch them thrones. Y'all make me jump in right there. Like they won't go back and watch. They were like, I just want to know whenever y'all come on, what the fuck y'all talking about? Yeah. I'm more amazed by the people who are like, I refuse to watch. I'm still listening to them thrones weekly. Yeah. Because to them, it's like, there was like, y'all talking about a soap opera and I'm here for that. Uh, Justin says, not sure if they're doing it more necessarily. But we definitely hear about it more. Our entire society is more open about sex, the good and the bad, males and females. Yeah, that's what I think. We hear about it more. I agree. Um, uh, we had episode, what was it, 680, Mandango, with the guys from Three Guys On. And we had the poll, um, which had a lot of comments on it. No comments on the actual show. Um, should the son have sued the nursing home for having strippers dance for his mother? Yes, they were out of line. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Ninety-three percent of the vote said, so "Let shake, let her sh- get that dick shaked in her face." Okay, and seven percent said they were out of line. Well, let's check out the comments. Shy Love says, "Nah, bro. Shy Love once went by the name of Sweet Meat Charlie." <laughs> Shy Love is not proud of those days. Shy Love got a blue hair. Gave a blue hair a heart attack when she got a look at the dingaling. Oh Lord. Mutro says, man, that dude need to have a seat. He must don't know that older aunts have some of the highest STD rates of the age demos. Old people be getting it in. Fuck out of here. Yes, they do. I don't know why that's good. Maybe that's why he wanted to put it up. He don't want to get that. Prince Laurent says, oh, hating ass nigga. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't be worrying about her commissary. She didn't want any more oatmeal pies. She's a grown ass woman. Ah. So if she want a dick in her face, you need to mind your business. Right. She raised him. Professor LCA says, what a hateful son. He first places his mother in a home. And when she and her peace miraculously managed to find a way to make lemonade out of that big honking lemon, he gets mad and wants to sue. Ah. What's he going to do with the money? Give, give it back to them so that she can stay there longer. I'm so mad at this ingrate. Mind you, nursing home care is terrible, horrible, but necessary, necessary decision for so many. Mm-hmm. This dude doesn't make it easier as these reports make him seem like the stereotypical ungrateful son. I bet so many folks wouldn't be mad if their loved one was getting a little remember the time joy in their old age. Dare I query, what if this had been his daddy and women from the gentleman's ballet were undulating in Pop Pop's face? See, Big Mama's name was Youngblood. In her golden sunset <laughs> years, why must she cry? Yep, I know. Hateful ass kid, man. The worst part is, um, like, <laughs> she gonna die soon. Like, mm-hmm. she might wanna go out with fond memories of dicks dangling in her face, man. Like, what is so bad about that? 
Cause it's dicks. Yeah. He blaming them that they, he's blaming the tenants. I mean, he's blaming the, the space, but the tenants organized the money to do this. Mm-hmm, Cause it's what they wanted to do. Professor said had to chime back in. I'm so mad at this son. Y'all don't know. Have you ever visited a nursing home? Strippers should be mandatory. Yes, I have, honey. Those places need help. They're depressing. And Rod and Karen are right. That big red circle on the calendar, life outside the nursing home, is sustained by lesser reasons inside a nursing home. Those red circles are everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm so much older than typical TBGWT uh, tier, I am feeling this and now I'm heated, LOL. Still, I don't care. I smell some cheap, mean, selfish children here. Sad face. Mm-hmm. No. Well, we ain't gonna have that problem because we don't got kids. Snitches get stitches, right? Man, fuck this dude. Don't wanna let his mama have some fun. I know. Like, I even thought about this, like, cause I tried to personalize and put myself in his shoes. I was like, what if I found out that my mama was having strippers come to the strip, to the old folks' home? You know, like, would I be, you know, upset? And I was like, no, nah, not really. I mean, that's her. Only time I would actually be mad, and it's really it's his fault. I would only get mad if they put her picture on in the paper and told the world. And um, he's the one who called the paper, so it's his fault. Because mm-hmm, they wouldn't have known. Nobody would have known that your mama had dicks in, in the face, dog. And they wouldn't have had a picture of her. She was having a goddamn time of her life. Mm-hmm. You gonna ruin it? And what if she was having dementia? Then she just thought she was young and sexy and having strippers. What's wrong with that? That's even better, shit. Uh, Ebony Baz Brown says, funniest moment uh, under the uh, 2014 Tippies nomination. Uh, she nominated R. Kelly Church Songs, episode 663, 720 mark. This had me in tears. I literally laughed till my stomach hurt off on, on this one. Keep up the great work. So we will be getting that clip for you. No problem. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys honestly are helping us for the next tippies uh as as things happen you know when people write in uh this is the funniest thing y'all did we get hit on twitter so many times mm-hmm. this is hilarious oh god this, uh when you guys did this impression of this person i was dying write that mark down go to the site leave us uh you know let us know what uh what you thought was the funniest moment what was the best impression best argument because i think stuff like that helps the show out and it'll make the you guys are going to really enjoy the next uh tippy awards because you'll be like oh they went and found all the clips you know yep i want to nominate myself well this is obviously from leonard brothers i want to nominate myself and chill for best argument for our little rap battle on episode 671 i also want to nominate myself for best feedback this is one of the categories a person can win more than what more than once over time so why not me am i right up top I don't blame you, sir. I like the ambition. I like it. Um, and we had a comment on Impossible White Man review number two. That's right. We did a review for Impossible White Man. Uh, Noah was, uh, the <laughs> movie. Uh, once you see it, you will understand. You and Chris did this one, right? Yeah. Yes. You understand why it's an Impossible White Man and not just regular sport reviews. Uh, Professor LCA says, Oh, so glad I decided to listen to the review before seeing the movie. I almost decided to listen after seeing it so I wouldn't be spoiled. Mind you, I'd almost decided not to see it because it's no longer showing in IMAX screens on my area. I decided to check out the spoiled movie review. Couldn't find Noah anywhere. I did a TBGWT website search 
for it and lo and behold noah qualifies as an impossible white man movie son i am all in Woo! Well, <laughs> uh, enjoy it was great i enjoyed the impossibleness of it and the white manness uh ah! we have uh some phone calls some voicemails so let's play those okay so hold on wait a minute that was an argument that me and little had that what that was okay okay and he won the argument okay okay all right then look i never want to get in the way of people and i damn sure don't want you to look at me as a hater so i'm gonna fall back I'm letting it do all what it do on the chat, all on the keyboard, all in the chat room. And I'm going to let you have it, bro. I'm going to let you have it, okay? I'm going to fall back in the shadows, and I'm going to become regular people now. So, let it. It's all yours, bro. Wear a crown and happy feedback. But you still better watch your ass, because Stephen Richard said he owned it, and he coming to get it. So, good luck with that. Black out who's that nation. One love. I'm, I'm, I'm perturbed. Yeah, that sounds almost like a threat. I'm perturbed. No, don't be no regular person. You ain't regular. Mm-hmm. Try to fall back. But then you can't in the fall shadows. back. Mm-mm. I don't no, know. I don't like Watch you waiting in the shadows. Watch mm-hmm. your back, little brothers. Mm-hmm. You better, you better come on now so we can hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, next voicemail. Meanwhile, in 1886. Hey, girl, stop. I saw you in front of the general store yesterday. Stop. What does that mouth do? Stop. I'm taking a quick trip to the next town. I'll be back in three months to see that ass. Stop. <laughs> Sincerely, your nigga, Jeremiah. Full stop. Peace, y'all. It's Mike from Waving on 40 Acres. <laughs> I'm assuming that relates to that part. We were talking about the uh, old school uh, means of communication. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> How terrible it would be. Smoke signals and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Mike. And of course, uh, Where's My 40 Acres, man? Y'all go um, check them great out. podcast. Uh, last voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's Michelle from Louisiana. I just wanted to call and leave feedback. I know it's really late on this, but I had to comment on the Trader Toe show. I actually have a story that I just had to share. Um, one of my coworkers from a few years ago was Catfish before Catfish was ever really heard of. Uh-oh. He met a girl online and after a few months drove across three states to North Carolina <gasps> to meet her. And when he came back, he never was the same. Oh. We would normally have Monday morning calls and um, conference calls with our general manager. And he would always ask us about our weekends. So, you know, generically people would say, oh, it's cool. You know, it's fine. You know, relax, whatever. He proceeds to tell us that it was life-changing and he learned so much about himself, yada, 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 just like a real deep emotional answer to which was responded with an awkward, okay, good to know. And um, fast forward a few days later, I passed by his desk and he has two laptops sitting there open and um, on his personal laptop was the screensaver of a fairly large girl um, and I said, oh, is that your new boo? 
And he says, yeah. And he's like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, you know, she's pretty. And he was like, well, you know, he's like, no, you know, he's like, no, 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 tell me really, what do you think? So I look at it, I was like, she's, you know, she's pretty, she's cute, you know, whatever. And he was like, well, take a good look. And so at this point, I kind of noticed, hmm, maybe she's a trans person, you know. Um, and then after that, he, you know, I didn't want to assume, but then he says um, she's transgender. And so I was like, oh, you know, and he's like, yeah, she told me when I went out there and everything. You know, I kept my face as straight as possible and was just like, oh, you know, well, hey, you can help who you love and who you like, you know, so don't worry about it. And um, the, next two, the next few weeks, he lost a ton of weight and was looking all ashen-faced and he kept telling me he really liked her, but he didn't know that made him gay and he was worried how easy it would be for folks to be able to tell and what his frat brothers would do if they found out. And it was a mess because all of a sudden I became his counselor and sounding board for all of this. And I don't know if it's because I have an open gay sister and that made me his expert on the LBGT community. I really don't know. Um, but I was like, yeah, we ain't that close. And I really don't know how everything turned out for him because he left the job shortly after that. Um, but anyway, just wanted to share that story about, you know, how it is when someone kind of does really reveal you know about themselves and i didn't want i don't want to rehash the whole subject again because i'm pretty sure it's been covered and feedback already but just had to share that anyway love the nation have a good one bye bye Bye. thank you thank you sweetie crazy story man um um i wonder when he said i learned a lot about myself if i'm the only one who thought that means they definitely had sex possibility i feel like <laughs> yeah so he was like well i'm a lot more cooler with this than i thought that's why he was like is there something wrong with me yeah he's like i came inside of a I came inside of a person that uh was not born with a vagina today and uh, i learned a lot about myself uh i think i'm more comfortable with myself yeah and that's a good thing to be more comfortable with yourself but for a lot of people it shadows their world because for a lot of people, they're like, this is not what I've been taught. This is not traditional. What's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Why? I'm... Or he might have asked himself, even if they hadn't had sex, why am I so attracted to her? Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. What's wrong with me? Well, good for him, man. I don't know uh, if he needed a liaison to the gay community or whatever, but, um, you know, definitely understand not wanting to be anybody's, like, counselor or... Yeah, that ain't no joke. Yeah, like that's a lot of work to try to be like somebody's, uh, like, ah, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my sister's gay, so let me teach you about gay people. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. So I understand your point of view. Also. Everybody's different. Yep. Um, we have, uh, emails. Um, all right, we got two of them. Uh, the first one, actually, I'm not, like, it's, it's not really to read. Uh, someone forwarded us. Carla um, forwarded us a um, link to um, an article that John Lovitz wrote mm-hmm. in the Atlantic. Uh, it's very, very long, but it's just talking about the culture of shut up. And I read the whole thing, um, and uh, I agree with most of it, man. I, I think, but I just think it's such a complex issue and you know i do understand like i'm i'm more on his side than against it like i think people should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want you're not free Mm -hmm. from any backlash to that Mm -hmm. um but uh sometimes i do think it goes too far we read a story on the show 
couple weeks ago and i thought it was progressive but kind of fucked up like with that one dude who gave money to prop eight and then in 2008 became a ceo of a company in like 2014 and then lost his job because they found you know because it was like well you gave money to you know you got you were against gay marriage in 2008 people can change well he didn't change he didn't he said openly like when he was asked about it he's like no i you know this should not have any effect on my job or my ability to do this position um but people were like no fuck that you're you're out at the head of mozilla and i had mixed feelings on it because for the one hand yeah i get it like i wouldn't want a boss that was uh bigoted either and if i had my druthers i would fucking say whatever it took to get his ass out of there at the same time how does that extend like what if see what if the chick-fil-a got a new ceo and he was like i'm actually pro gay marriage um i'm pro marriage equality and then the um, the 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 uh employees or somebody or you know the board of trustees whoever got him out of there because it's like oh we found out you were pro gay marriage well we don't like that so you yeah, gotta almost like where do you draw the line yeah, yeah just yeah what like does might make right you know but and and my thing yeah. is this is like you have those rights but a lot of that shit you need to keep to yourself that's the problem mm-hmm. you know um with a lot of it most people don't give a fuck about your personal affiliations and all that shit can you do the job can you not do the job and do you make a public public spectacle of the company that you're representing because no matter what you do you're still associated with the company and from their perspective they're like look we can't deal with the backlash of this and it's more from that from a money perspective than from a personal perspective yeah can people in the chat room hear me and shit is this working because my my screen just froze in in internet explorer i just want to make sure that if it's straight i won't refresh but if uh they can't okay all right all right cool all right guess my screen just froze for a second it's back um eric writes in restaurant beef hi rod and karen have you guys ever experienced any problems between the waiters and cooks in the restaurant last night i was eating at a place that was also catering for several alumni groups for the college it was obvious that they could not handle the load and the cooks were fucking up i noticed the waiters and the waitresses were catching all the hell for those mistakes for example i ordered a chicken platter without onions asked before i made the order if that was a problem because i could easily choose another she said it wasn't a problem because the dish was topped with onions so not adding it would be easy when she went to collect the dish i saw her look down at the plate shake her head luckily i understand how things work but i know other people would leave a short tip because of that yeah i've definitely had that issue uh Mm -hmm. but for the record you shouldn't you some waiters really berate the kitchen staff yes they do now i don't do that because Mm -hmm. i fuck up as often as they do yes sir nobody's perfect Mm -hmm. and sometimes being nice to that dude is the thing that gets your mistake fixed faster than the person can notice outside yes you know where it's like oh man i meant that for that steak to be well done i accidentally hit medium can you like put this on the grill for a few more minutes for me you know, when you're constantly yelling at them, then they take a couple extra minutes to cuss your ass out. They do it slow. They want to have that argument where you come back. Hey, man, is it ready yet? I'm doing what I got. They want to do that shit. So I try not to get into it with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I keep, I stay nice and they stay nice to me. Yeah. And, uh, when I would, uh, when I was serving, I literally learned, um, a lot of foods in Spanish. 
literally I learned how to pronounce them in Spanish because uh, at one of the IHOPs that I worked at, the main cook could speak English. And mm-hmm. all the people underneath him, they could speak English, but their English was not that great. And so a lot of times you might need something as simple as, hey, I forgot to add bacon on there versus bother the person that's telling everybody else, you know, the the fry person, everybody else what to do. You can go to the person at the end, but like, hey, dog, I need some bacon. Mm-hmm. And it's quicker to get him to do it than to go to the main person. Yeah. And so a lot of times I learned French fries. I learned hamburger. I learned ketchup. I learned. And, and, and in the long run, it ended up making the relationship better for them and for me because it's one of those things was like, hey, you took the time to learn our language. But in my mind, I'm looking, I'm doing this. To, to benefit both of us, like both parties involved. And like right to say, I've seen cooks and servers literally yell across each other, across like the, the little line so loud that the customers heard, like literally at each other's throats. And to me, it's not worth that. It's, you know, because I've made a mistake and got my stuff instantly. Somebody else made a mistake. That shit took 10 minutes because instead of, you know, doing a quick method, they would just dump it all out and cook the whole meal over again just to piss that person off. Yeah. And you're still a unit, man yes you are so yeah you know people like there's times where you want to compromise like well give me this and give me this and i'll bring out the other thing in a couple minutes when you're done with it and you know like karen said they'll throw the whole thing in the trash oh yeah oh yeah because at at, at the end of the day the cook controls your food yeah so never why, forget that lesson so why would you make that person angry you know and i and the other thing i try not to do is throw them under the bus too much true like every once in a while, you know, if it's if it's true, it's true. If it's like our kitchen slammed or he made it, he made a mistake. Like I try to be as honest with the customer as possible mm-hmm. so that it, so that we don't have a problem where I could be like, yeah, he made this mistake. This thing is what's going on right now with your food. It should be up in this many time, this much time. Mm-hmm. Keep it honest and you know you don't have an issue, uh, but just don't go out there lying and shit. You know, I, I, you know, I've had to bite the bullet a few times to tell people I put this shit in wrong. Um you yeah. know, but I think being honest for me always got me a bigger tip than try, trying to make lies and excuses because people don't want to hear that shit when they're um, hungry. Okay. And if you're more accountable, I think they're more inclined to uh, to 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 tip, in my opinion. Yeah. And also me and Roderick have uh, gotten to the point because we serve so much. There's nothing worse to me than the person that comes, take your order, and they don't have a pen, they don't have a pencil, they don't have anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when that person fuck your food up, I kind of get tendency to get angry because I'm like, motherfucker, you could have took two seconds to write this shit down so that you wouldn't have to yeah, I never, memory. I never believe people who don't write down my order when they say the kitchen fucked up. I never believe them. I'm always like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you didn't write my yeah, shit down. Yeah, the, the kitchen fucked up or, okay. I rather um, you come back and ask me. Like, yeah. like all jokes aside, I feel more comfortable with you come back. Did you want them buttermilk pancakes or the regular ones? Like, Just write the shit down, bro. Okay? Yeah. It's not a high wire act. <laughs> uh, also, I hate motherfuckers who know before they go out to eat if they are not going, that they are not going to tip. So they wait for the smallest thing to happen so they can justify not tipping. Yeah, black people do this a lot. I hate that shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the worst when... You start talking to somebody and they go on a big ass rant about what they're not going to tip. It's like, nigga, can we have an experience first? Can we just like sit down, have the, have the coffee before you start bitching about how long it takes to get coffee or telling me if you don't fill your water 17 times, you're not going to tip. Like, I don't need to know the parameters of why you aren't going to tip. Okay. If your mind is already made up that it needs to be a perfect, outstanding service to even get a minimal tip from your ass. I'm not going to be eating with you too much longer anyway. No, 
and, and, and with me and Roger, most of those people we don't eat eat with. Like, if we go out with you and you're the asshole, you're berating the server, you don't um, you don't have no patience with the server, and the server's not being nasty with you, and, and it's just one of those things where, you know, you snap at the server and all that shit. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, hey, you need to calm down. Yeah, it you makes know. my it makes my experience negative. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing for me is that it just it it, it turns my experience from a positive mindset when I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to go out to eat to a negative like what's going to go wrong? I start worrying about the server, like, oh my god, the server is fucking up. Oh, they touched her shoulder. She said she don't like that. You know, like is that bad? Is that good? And I'm constantly checking on the tip, basically through the throughout the meal. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're like, I, they didn't give me a straw. I'm like, well, I guess you're not gonna tip now. You know, like, I don't want that kind of stress. So yeah, yeah I don't like it. And I don't go out to eat with, with assholes. Yeah. Those people are just flat assholes to me. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, go to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's somewhere where you don't have to leave a tip if if you're just determined that tipping is not your thing. I saw a doctor tell his wife he wasn't tipping because the waitress didn't bring enough napkins. I have family members who do that shit all the time. My aunt accused a low ass, uh, accused a low ass tip on the fact that her waitress was being too helpful. I'm surprised that wait staff don't snap on a regular basis. We do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, and you I, normally and, do and it in the back by yourself in the break room. Yeah, but. and I've, I've had that before too. And it's one of those things as a server, I, I had to learn how to read the customer because their customers are different. You have, like you said, the asshole customers that want you there every single second they cough. Then you have the customers that want to eat and not be interrupted their whole fucking meal. But you got to check on them just in case they need something. Because if you let them sit there the entire meal and don't say, hey, how you doing? They'll be complaining about how you never came by. So it's like a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for today, man. Thank you. Uh, that was Prince Laurent. Uh, thanks for all the feedback, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. We do. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And I guess uh, should be the, the ladies from... The Ladies Launch, Black Ash Nights Podcast. Um, Monday, we should have Sarone Russell on the show. Yay. Tuesday, of course, is Dem Thrones. So, mm-hmm. very busy week, week, very full week for everybody. Um, and we hope to, all you guys can, uh, make it to the shows and watch it live and uh, enjoy it and stuff like that. I'm um, looking forward to it. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.